It's time for another edition of Singles Only Podcast. On this episode, we have sports anchor Layla Rahimi, also riding shotgun Patty Vasquez. If you haven't already, please subscribe to our podcast, check out our sponsors, and if you have any questions or you want to talk to us, email us back. Uh, all the information is listed there, but you can email me directly at uh, paulfcomedy.com is my information. I want to take this time to welcome a new member to the family at Singles Only Podcast, Hopsmith Tavern, located at 15 West Division in the heart of the Gold Coast area in Chicago. Hopsmith is an upscale sports bar that has great, great food, an amazing staff, 25 TVs, and 30 beers on tap. Please check them out when you are in Chicago or online at hopsmithchicago.com or at hopsmithchicago on their Instagram page. Also check out their Nashville location at 1903 Division Street, hopsmithchicago.com and Hopsmith Nashville. They are part of the Big Onion Tavern Group, which you might know from their other locations like Fat Poor and also the Irish Oak. Please check them out. And hey, tell them that you listen to Singles Only and you will get 10% off of your complete bill. Don't believe me? Try it. Check them out. Hopsmith Tavern, 15 West Division in the heart of the Gold Coast. All right. You've heard me talk about him before. And uh, if you are new to the podcast, you must know about my friend Scott Shapiro. Uh, if you have been injured on the job and need compensation, you may be entitled to payment for not only your medical treatment, but pay while you're off work and other compensation as well. My dear friend, attorney Scott Shapiro has been helping injured workers for 20 years here in Chicago. Contact him at 312-648-8800 or email him at Scott at scottshapirolegal.com. His law office is a full service law firm, and in addition to workers' compensation cases and work injuries, the law office can handle any and all of your legal needs, including entertainment law. All consultations are initially free of charge, so do not take a chance and wait. Call him 312 648 8800 or check out his website at scottshapirolegal.com. Let them know we sent you. It's time for singles only on this rainy evening. Riding shotgun is Patty Vasquez. Hi, Patty. Hello. How are you? I'm. I'm. I'm hoping that uh, rain is a sign of good luck. Just like when you get married, they say when it rains on your wedding day, they're the sign of good luck. Maybe this is uh, for the podcast as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's. It was really loud earlier, and I was worried about that being a problem, but it seems to have died down. Right sort in of time. ambience. Okay. All right. Long time no see, Patty. It's been like four <laughs> hours. Um, right. Also, our, our guest today, I'm super excited because I've been trying to get uh, her on the podcast for some time now. Uh, and it's our first time having a fellow Persian on the podcast other than Chris Bader, who doesn't count. Uh, sports Dismissive. anchor, Layla Rahimi. How are you, Layla? Hi, how are you guys? And didn't Alanis Morissette also incorrectly say that rain on your wedding day was ironic, even though it's just coincidental? It's just coincidental. That whole song not is just a bunch of bummers. It's not I, really an irony. I despise that song. Why? Because when it came out, I was in high school and everybody just was obsessed with it. And I was like, this isn't even irony. Our teachers would be very angry with us. Huh. And it just was played over and over again, and it drove me insane. And what kind of person were you in high school? Because we're going to get to that at some point. Uh, I was the one who had 19 extracurricular activities, dance, <laughs> performing arts, orchestra, wrote for the paper. Um, 
underachiever student. Yeah, you know the typical. Where'd you grow up? I grew up in Denton, Texas, just north of the Dallas area. Okay. So, born and raised Texan, native Texan, comes out every now and then. <laughs> I heard a little bit there. Yeah, um, the drawl is is there, depending on where I am. Like, if I go to Texas and I come back, then it's pretty significant. Okay, makes sense. So, we brought you on this podcast because you are single, and uh, I always, I guess I want to know, why do you think you're single? Is it by choice? What what? What's your answer when people ask you? Well, it's easy to blame the job, but I have to say that's part of the reason. Um, I got married, actually, when I was 25 and divorced at 30. And I was with my ex-husband for three years before we even got married. Uh, Right out of college? Yeah, that was 22 to 30. Wow, yeah. So eight years all in. And uh, at the time, I was mostly working... Obviously, part-time at uh, Sports Radio 1310, The Ticket in Dallas, which is the equivalent of 670 here. Shout out. And um, yeah, well, just trying to uh, draw the parallel. And then also Fox Sports Southwest. And then from there, when I realized that I wanted to be full-time on air and TV, I moved to East Texas. And then from East Texas, I moved to Austin. And then he was based in Dallas the whole time. So we would see each other on our respective days off. Because I had like Tuesday, Wednesday off and he had weekends off. Mm -hmm. So we made it work. But, um, you know, it's just it's hard. The schedule is hard. You guys understand that. There's not a lot of people who put up with it. And unfortunately, I think women can be a little more forgiving dating somebody who puts up with that schedule. But men tend to not be. My ex-husband was not. Was he in the industry or no? No, commercial real estate. Oh, different altogether. Yeah. Yeah. I try to diversify a little (laughs) bit. Sure. But I don't know that that's gone well for me either, simply because they don't always understand. I'm not a big dater. Um, From there, let me see, I was divorced in 2011. So in 2012, less than a year afterward, I moved to San Diego, where I was, I launched Fox Sports San Diego, was the sideline reporter for the Padres broadcast, which left me absolutely no time to date because all I was doing was working. The nice part was I could drive up the five on my days off to see my dad in L.A. Oh, nice. And my family. So that was cool. And then uh, shortly after that, I was there only one season because Comcast Sportsnet in Houston, which we know is Comcast Sportsnet, Chicago's sister company at the time, offered me a full-time job anchoring, and then I was in my home state again. yeah. So that was a big deal to me. That network changed hands. Two years later, it was a very public bankruptcy issue. So it was notified in the paper that I got uh, laid off. So then from there, I went to Philly, and I was in Philly for a year, working part-time there and at MLB Network. And then I moved to Chicago. So I would say, if nothing else, it's just because I've moved so much. Well, but you're around uh, sports figures all day. Are you getting hit on at all by these guys? And if so, is it something you'd consider ever date? Have you ever dated a sports guy? No, I mean... We call them athletes. Yeah, sports athletes. It's, it's considered taboo to date sure. an athlete in our business especially for the team you cover. Now, I have a good friend who's married to a baseball player, but it was a really happenstance situation, and he's never been on the team that she covered, so it was a little more acceptable. So there are some. But what's funny is even in our business, everybody knows who they are. They're like, oh, she's married to the baseball player or Uh, something like that. But you know, the gossip that would happen thereafter. Yeah, I mean, I don't. It's a little less than it used to be. Like Samantha Ponder is married to Christian Ponder, the quarterback. She works for ESPN. Aaron Andrews is married to Jared Stoll, a hockey player. So it does happen, but usually it's not obviously on the team that you cover, or else 
it's considered a conflict of interest. But you're you're a big. Have you always been a sports fan when you were when you were younger too? Then oh yeah, I was Dallas Cowboys, born and raised. They inspired me to start writing for the paper and calling into the post game show when I was fourteen. Oh, Yikes. that's great. That's awesome. And you know, press and play and record on the tape so mm-hmm. I could make myself a tape. <laughs> Get later. those cassettes. Yep. <laughs> but are you so? Does that also play a role in in whether you find people because? You probably know more more about sports than ninety percent of men, and that's that probably is intimidating to guys who are sports fans. You know what's funny is I've heard that a lot. The whole "oh, you might be intimidating," and I'm like, yeah, but I don't think that's really a thing. Is sports uh, something that you require when you are, if you are dating, or when you meet someone? Like if if they're if they're like, oh, I don't know anything about sports. Are you just like? So I've only had four boyfriends in my life. And one of them I obviously married. One of them was before that, so I don't know that he really counts. And then the other two, one was not a huge sports fan and the other one was. And they both ended up failing. So I don't know that necessarily sports has to be something. Just be understanding of each other's jobs and schedules, right? Like, to me, that's the biggest thing. It is nice, but sometimes I've noticed, like, on random dates, then the conversation becomes all sports, and you're just like, well, I don't, I have no idea who you That's are as a work. person. That's your work, yeah. I mean, I don't mind it. I enjoy talking about it all the time and say, maybe I don't want to know about that other person or tell him anything about me that is perfect. Yeah. Smokescreen. Right. <laughs> nothing, has, nothing has to get through. Yeah. Um, you said you don't date a lot, but are you going on dates? Like, are, are you being, I mean, assuming you are asked out on are you going out or are you just kind of like, eh, I'm not, I don't want to even go there? So my last relationship ended in all purposes and definitions around, we stopped seeing each other around December. Okay. And that was a year and a half. So I've gone out with guys since then. I've gone out with some multiple times. I don't do Bumble. I don't do Tinder. So if you guys see any of my pictures on there, just know it's not me. Uh, I do, I, I am on one app, but I keep it very, 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 very low key Mm -hmm. because you just don't know. So I haven't gone out on that many dates really. And then I work five nights a week. Right, right. Where are you meeting people though? When you do go on dates, is it through setups or in real life? I've been set up a few times by my friends. And how's that go? I mean... (laughs) Yeah. You guys can't see the face she made, but yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, I'm used to a camera conveying a lot of my emotion. <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, it's, it's gone okay. It's just hard to figure out, to figure out who to date. And a lot of times, I think people enjoy talking about dating me more than actually dating me. Which what do you mean by so, that? You know, they just want to say they're dating a sports Sportscaster. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm actually a person. Oh. Huh. Are you, do you see yourself getting married again and having kids? Is that something that you see on your, in your future or you're just like, eh? I used to. Yeah. I mean, right. it's something I haven't really had the luxury of even being able to settle down and think about it over the past seven years until recently. So what do you from, mean by until recently? Well, because I didn't know where I was going to be living. Right. So for me to actually settle into a city and have the time to actually think about not moving right now is really nice. And then that to me is when all the other thoughts came and I'm like, oh, I guess I could get married again. I mean, I don't know that I have a lot of time left to think about children. So it would have to be something that's quickly discussed. And I don't know that you come to that conclusion very quickly. Right. I sure haven't. So you don't know if you want to have kids. And, and to me, I guess that's another reason why you would want to get married. 
Because those are kind of hand in hand, right? Yeah, I am a little bit old school in that I'm not going to live with somebody, I don't think, unless I'm either engaged or married. And I still believe in marriage just because of rights and things of that nature. So for me, I mean, it's still something that I would like. But first and foremost, I would just like a person I can date for that long to consider that to be a real possibility. Yeah, with only four relationships, I mean, that, that's got to be something that you think about, you know, what's because there's so many surprises involved in getting to know somebody. And it takes a lot of work. Yeah. And you haven't had time. No. <laughs> it's, it's, it's daunting. Well, I, it's, it's a lot like a lot of the guests that we've had on the show in the entertainment field, mostly comics. They have a weird schedule, too, because they're working at nights, too. And uh, and but some people do see they do want to get married and they want to have kids. And others are like, eh, it's not on my it's not on my radar. So that's just kind of like something that we all deal with who are people who are ambitious or have uh, non-traditional nine to five jobs. Right. And I th- every man who's at my level in my industry either has a girlfriend of a long time or is married. If I were a guy, I'd be a catch. But because I'm a woman, I'm an inconvenience. <laughs> are These you, are the breaks. Yeah, that makes sense. There's a double standard there. Are you, are, would you want to date someone that's in your same field? Or do you think that would be kind of like... It depends on the person. Mm-hmm. And... It, To me, the older I get, it really depends on who they are. I used to think that I was better off dating somebody who wasn't in the industry just because they have different viewpoints from me. It's a different lifestyle. Like, I don't like coming home to all of that every day. But now I just don't know. Not to say I'm less picky, but it's just I'm picky about different things now. What are you picky about? Like quality of character, picking up on red flags early on, just things of that nature. What are what are your red flags? Yeah, I was going to say, what have you picked <laughs> What are up my on? red flags? Well, uh, are we talking about early stuff or like mid-relationship Let's start stuff? with the early, early stuff. stuff yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, for example, recently I just went out on several dates with somebody and had no idea if they were married before, if they had kids or not. I'd assume they don't, but just at some point... You actually have to have a conversation about that information. So withholding personal information, especially since I'm a reporter, is probably up there. Yeah. So that's early stuff. Because I can go to nice dinners with friends all day long and we actually talk about things. Are they withholding? Like you're asking questions and they're just avoiding the question? Or are you Say just I don't, like, talk I don't about know like, anything about this person. Well, and I'm the type of person where I'll try to circumvent it to see what they say, which maybe might be a little calculating. But I will give up information about myself to see... If they come back with information, mm-hmm. nothing. That's and then just divert so it back to sports. Yeah, and I'm just like, dude, I, what are we doing? Are we going to talk about the weather like we're 80? Because I don't even know you. I always feel like I talk about myself too much when I meet people. Because I'm always like, shit, I've just been saying everything about myself. And plus, you're a public figure, so people kind of can find out more about you already. So oh, you, yeah. you need to know who this person is. Yeah. In fact, Layla Rahimi married is a common Google search. I know because I've been told and you can still find my marriage license from the state of Texas, but you can't find my divorce decrees easily. So maybe all the creeps think I'm married already, which, which is, is a good so thing. great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we just outed you on the podcast. So yeah, I'm sorry. I'm also dun, dun, giving dun. up the information myself, though. That's There's true. A difference. So what are the other red flags? Withholding information, obviously, is the one up top. I mean, integrity. You know, I don't want to be cheated on. I think that that's pretty common. Yeah, I think so, too. Uh, there are other things. I think you can tell, like, when somebody... I, I think 
My big thing right now is I'm trying to see like if I can spot narcissistic personality disorder fairly quickly. And I know it's a trendy thing to discuss, but for some reason I seem to find them pretty well. So I'm trying to spot those red flags and try to get past that. So, and also just, you know, being dismissive of people or like trying to see if people come on too strong or not strong enough at all. So these are things that I'm always curious about. I'm a terrible dater. I really don't go on a lot of dates. And then people just assume that I do. And I'm like, yeah, no, not quite. And instead, I just get a bunch of like, sup. Okay. (laughs) You will be saying that into an echo chamber. Because I don't respond to that. And I'm probably way older than you think I am. Yeah, men need to stop. Just get those letters out of there. Sup. Sup. Yeah, I got your I mean, yeah. We could have a real fun day seeing all the DMs I get in my requests on Instagram that I don't read. Or if I do, nobody will ever know. Yeah, the fans that reach out. We were talking about that before we started. Oh, okay. I think I reached out to you on DM to do to do the podcast. <laughs> yeah, but I knew I wasn't who you creepy. were, yeah, yeah. so it was different. Yeah, that's fine. Hey, guys. I want to tell you about an amazing book called Perfect Pain by my good, good friend, Param Parastran. You probably heard me talk about it if you've talked to me at all recently, but it's a great, great story about how he lived the American dream on the outside but was dealing with trauma on the inside and he basically tells you how you can overcome trauma if you're willing to open the darkest doors and really look inside yourself. I highly recommend this book. It's it's such an eye-opener and it's such an amazing story about just it's it's just a great book. You have to have to get it. It's at perfectpain.com or you can get it on Amazon. Again, Perfect Pain by Param Parasran. It's a great, great story and it and it's it's uplifting and it's happy and it's deep and it and it's something that we all should read and it talks about how therapy basically saved his life. And I hope you guys will read it and share it with everybody. Perfectpain.com. So what what are the other red flags that you said? You said there were some that are early on, and then what are the ones that you discover as you start dating the person? Uh, I think, like, how they respond to stress, right? You can tell a lot yes. about a person. Like, I joke that I have a temper, but I'm not vindictive or conniving, and I don't call people names or, you know, I mean, things of that nature. Um, do they have a sense of humor? That always helps. Can they laugh at themselves? Can they laugh at other things? Do they blame other people for a lot of their problems? How do they react at work every day? These are things that I want to know, you know, and it's hard to figure that out necessarily until right you've top. dated somebody a while. Yeah. Have you dated any comics? I feel like maybe a comic might <laughs> yeah. be good for you. You know, I haven't. Uh, I hadn't thought think. about that. Let's see. Let's see what, some that are... So on our podcast, I always tell comedians not to date other comedians, but I always want to find someone in a field for these comedians who... Uh, can go date musicians or something or but like but an anchor is a, a reporter is a great thing too because you guys have the similar schedules so there is that possibility and they are creative but unfortunately a lot of us are narcissistic and, uh, <laughs> and damaged and damaged so goods. Really, really, yeah. a lot I mean, of us are they argue that we are too but not comics but i'm saying people, people say reporters yeah, are well huh. yeah of course anybody in our industry right we're all narcissistic and this and that but there's a difference between being vain and having the actual disorder where you refuse to listen to anybody's opinion but your own, you have no empathy, right. you have no sympathy. Those are things that really, for whatever reason, a lot of women I think can tend to pass off the other as like weakness or something. 
And, you know, they want to see somebody strong or whatnot or have balls, as I like to say. Can I say that on a podcast? Yeah, please do. Yeah. yeah, I like to say that I'd like to date a guy with more balls than I have. But then that borders on jerk. You know what I'm saying? Right. So you don't want to date a pussy. Weird. I get it. Yeah. Hey! So I guess this isn't going to work out. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but then I'm not... I don't want to date a jerk either. Yeah. So I'm kind of in that middle ground. But you're also, so you're, because of your schedule, you're limited in a lot of ways um, because a traditional nine to five or someone who has a, a, a regular uh, job or a, or a career that's a day job, it kind of, it's hard, it'll be hard to work out. Other, unless like, like me, you like to see people, you like to be alone. You like to, to have that limited interaction with your significant other. On the other hand, when you're dating someone in the same industry, I feel it's just, it's almost like, for comedians at least, it's bad because you're, you're, you see the successes and failures of your significant other and it affects the relationship. I can also say thing, same thing about d- dating lawyers because I dated lawyers when I was a lo- full-time lawyer and that's a horrible idea because you have two people who are analytical, who need to argue, um, and that's just shitty too. I don't know if you can say that about reporters, though, or people in the sports in the sports industry. And what's funny is I've never dated like another actual sports reporter. Yeah, um, I've I've gone out a couple times with people who worked in sports radio, but that was a long time ago, and the personalities were just different from mine. Yeah. and you know, indecisive and things of that nature. I think my biggest thing is not to be cliche because I do work in sports, but I just am looking for a good teammate. Yeah. I want to be a good teammate to somebody. I want to be a partner to them. And I would hope they'd want the same for me. And that's all very basic requirements and requests. But yet I seem to not ever find them. But are you really <laughs> are you really looking for a teammate right now? Because it seems like you have a lot going on um, and you're busy all the time. And you've already you've already been married, so you've seen what that's like. Is that something that you prioritize in your in your life? I met my ex-husband at 21 years old. Right. I'm a little bit different now than I was then. I understand, but you saw you you said you still believe in the institution of marriage after being divorced, which is not common. Sometimes people who have been married are like, "I'm never going to do that again." Yeah, and you were young though too, so yeah. And to be honest, if if things had worked out right, I would have stayed married. I didn't want to get divorced, but I didn't have much of a choice. I had to, <laughs> based on situations that happened in the marriage. Sure, but. Yeah, I mean, I still would like that, but I don't know that that's in my cards. Yeah. So I play the hand I'm dealt. I'm always going to find something to do. I always have some plan. Like, right. There's always something to do. I'm going to fill the space. And that's the awesome part about living in Chicago. You're surrounded by amazing people, a really good community of people who want to help each other out. There's always something fun to do. But yeah, of course, I'd like I'd like a partner. Yeah. You say, of course. and I, And that's so. Yeah. I'm just not, I'm, I'm not the type of person to say I'm never going to do X. I'm never going to do right. Y. And I don't know. But do you think it's a priority for you? Because from what it sounds like is, you know, you're not actively seeking this teammate that you want, but you're also, you also want it. So. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm more actively dating than I ever have been, but that's still not a lot. Like if you're multiplying something by zero, it's still zero. So try multiplying it by like 0.5. And for me, that's a huge increase. Right. But it's still, relatively speaking, compared to my friends who are on Bumble all the time and all that, it's it's not the same. I still prefer meeting people in person and, 
you know, that sort of thing. Where where would you meet people in person? Like at, you go out to bars or? Yeah, we go out a lot. I don't think River North is a great place to meet people in general. And I'm <laughs> really trying to convince my friends to spread their wings. But I like going out West Loop. I like going out even in Wrigley, although I don't think you meet people there either. But I, I go out wherever. I don't mind. Yeah. I enjoy Wicker Park. I enjoy Lincoln Park. So I try to... I try to spread my wings a little bit as opposed to my friends who really like staying in the bubble. So are guys approaching you when you go out, when you're, you know, on the town with the girls or are they no, sending over drinks? No, not usually. Okay. No. So you guys aren't talking. I mean, do you, would you want to be approached or is that weird too? No, I think that's fine. Yeah. See, that's, that's, that's we hard. talked about this on the podcast before. Where, guys aren't doing it anymore. Yeah. Well, they because, don't have to. There are apps. No, well, that's part of it. But also that's all I, that's all I did was go up to people at bars all the time when I was younger. But as I got older, well, number one, I'm older, so I'm the creep at the bar. Uh, I'm telling the, you, parents weekend, single yeah, moms like, at oh, DePaul. Right, right. I got to find <laughs> those. But um, but then it seems like you you offend people, at least for guys. I see the reaction when, when I do that. And granted, maybe it's because I'm <laughs> older than a lot of these people. But I, I don't think uh, women are as, as welcoming as they were before. Uh, back in the days when like I, I'm just telling you that's something that I've heard and I've seen firsthand yeah uh, I mean they probably aren't as a especially whole. in River North yeah and maybe I give off the same face or whatever but I personally as long as you're not weird and don't say bizarre stuff then I'll then I'll mess with you a little bit yeah but no I'm not that person like Would the, you, I'm sorry, go ahead. the shit that I used to say to <laughs> girls in that I, how I met nine out of ten, nine out of ten of the last girlfriends I had for more than you know uh, a, a significant period of time was based on something stupid I said to them at a bar, and it wasn't offensive stupid. It was just like, you know, the one thing I remember is I went to Burton's place. How I met my last long term girlfriend was I had a clipboard in my hand. I found a clipboard at the bar. I was like, we're taking a survey about the bar. It was Burton's place. So number one, it's like two in the morning. So that's already two strikes. Always a good hour to meet yeah. somebody. But it's so weird that it didn't work out. But um, <laughs> but I did go up to her with like, we're just taking a survey about the bar. What do you think of all this stuff? Just stupid shit. If I said that now to someone, they'd be like, get the get the hell out of here. There's no like, whimsy. You're saying there's no whimsy left at the bars. Whimsy. Do you like that? That's whimsy. the word, yeah. Would you ever approach a guy? I don't know what guy? that means. Yeah, no. 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 Uh, would it be? I mean, is there a way to flip the flip it so that girls start talking to men, or is that? I think that's like the apps. I think the, yeah, the uh, Bumble but makes the time. woman make the first move. Why do women have to do all the work? Now? Not have to. I'm just saying it's an option. But that's my point. So, like, what do men do now? They just sit back and let everything come to them. <laughs> <laughs> you make a good. I mean, these are all valid points. But on the on the flip side of that is there's also uh, putting yourself out there if you do want to find a teammate and you're not using the apps, which is what, unfortunately, a lot of people are, st- are doing now. Um, it's just not safe the, for me to be on them. That's true. But, uh, but the bars are also, especially in River North, are just... It's, there are good people out there in River North for sure, but there's a lot of douchery too. Oh, yeah. And that's why I'm like, uh, can we try to go to West Loop? Can we try <laughs> to go to at least Old Town or Lincoln Park? Yeah. Well, well, Lincoln Park's young, um, but there's also like going to like events. I always used to think you can go to like fundraisers or galas or or certain events where you can meet people who, you know, they spent money to come here or whatever, and they're not just getting, you know, 
white girl drunk at the bar or whatever. White girl wasted. White girl I wasted. still think the best way to meet people, just me personally, is through mutual friends. Yeah. That's how I've met every relationship I had. Hmm. And it's it's really time consuming. You know, you're not going to get a lot of volume that way. But that's always how I've had my best, like all four of my relationships. Because they're somewhat vetted, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. It's yeah. just easier. But that's always how I that's always how I've met people is through mutual friends. What was the longest relationship you had after your marriage? You said a year and a half was the last one. Was that the longest mm-hmm. one you had? Yeah, that is the most recent and one. And then what about the other two that you had were those? Uh the other one was before I was in college, so it was like two years. Yeah. And um yeah. I I don't think about that much, obviously. I have a horrible confession. Uh oh. I was home for Christmas. About 10 years ago, and I saw this guy, and I was like, oh, he's pretty cute. And he was wearing a hat. And then he was like, hey, Layla. And I'm like, hey. No idea. (laughs) And then I proceeded to go check out at Target, as one tends to do at Christmas time. And I realized about an hour later that was my ex-boyfriend. Oh, wow. Oh, no. I know. Terrible, right? reach out to him again afterwards? No, I don't have his number. It's been a bajillion years. No. You're like, hey, you. Sorry about that. (laughs) I know. I seriously felt terrible. And I accidentally checked him out, which is like nine ways of bat. And he's married with a kid now. But I was like, oh, that's who that was. Crap. Um, So that was a thing. And then, yeah, the last two afterward... Uh, the most recent one was a year and a half all in. And how did you meet that guy? Mutual friends. Okay. So the typical. And then the one before that was also mutual friends. Um, I met the one before that at South by Southwest in Austin. Awesome fest. Yeah. Yeah. And then he was, he lived in, uh, New York at the time and I was in Houston, but we still kind of made it work. And then when my, I moved to Philly, it was easier, but he had just gotten divorced and I really believe somebody needs at least a year. After their divorce. Yes. And I know a lot of people will disagree with me on that, but I just find that there's so much dust that has to settle. And especially since they shared a child together. So Mm. I think the emotions are too fresh and there's too much going on. And I I felt like I was going through a divorce again and then I had an ex-wife. So (laughs) I just think it's still, you need like a year, you know, just me. But that makes sense. And how did you meet that guy? That was at South by Southwest. That was the South okay. by Southwest guy. And then this this recent one lived in Chicago, so it was easier. It was closer. But uh, what know. about these dates that you've gone on since? Where have, the, have those been mutual friends or the app? Or one was an app. Actually, a few were the app. But for whatever reason, the personality just isn't isn't as much there. You know, I just feel uncomfortable on them a lot yeah. of times. Like, I'm not speaking until I'm spoken to, which knowing my personality doesn't make any sense. Which is common in the Iranian culture, by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, well, at least in some houses, yeah. We never talk. By the way, are you are you 100% Iranian? Or? No, no. Oh, okay. Much to the dismay of many a Persian man, I'm half. <laughs> well, you said Persian men. You've had got men... That say, oh, they can only date you if you're 100 percent Persian. Yeah, really? darn. Yes, I can't <laughs> date them. Then. Yeah, I've had guys reach out and they've asked me, especially in Houston, for whatever reason. Oh yeah, reason. there's a lot. There's a they big were like, Persian community there. Are you there. whole Persian? And I'm like, sorry, no. Guess whole this won't Persian. work out. That is hilarious. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I'm not whole what's, Persian. What's the other half? Uh, my mom is Native American, German, and Scott okay. primarily. 
So I'm just American, whatever. <laughs> I've never, yeah, that's, I've never dated a, a, a Persian girl though. So I don't, I don't know. Or a Persian woman. So. Yeah. And know. I've never dated a Persian guy. Yeah. Much, and that's to, ca- do much you, to my father's dismay, I'm sure. But My parents don't care. But my dad married a white woman, yeah. hence my mom. So whatever. That's so His funny. His current wife is Persian. Is it fair? And, and I ask you this, because uh, are, you, are you attracted to guys who are Middle Eastern or no? Not, or it, it's the opposite, right? I hadn't met enough of them, I don't think, to be. And unfortunately, I just had a certain impression you know, yeah. that it was going to be a certain way because of how I grew up and my dad. What do you mean by a certain way? Yes, just really, uh, I don't know if controlling is the right word. <laughs> we call like, it machismo in Spanish. Yeah, yeah, but that doesn't, Old school that doesn't bother me. I mean, I grew yeah. up in Texas, for God's right. sake. But yeah, I just... But male-dominated, uh, sort of a... But I mean, to just come out and ask, for example, like what your religion is on the first question, if you're whole Persian, I'm like, They're yeah, this, so, this is not going to work. So I've... Yeah, I've, I, I ask that because, uh, at least for me, uh, I'm, I tend to be attracted to people who are opposite of, of Middle Eastern. And, and and I was wondering if it was the same for, for women. But the one thing, I agree with you, in, in uh, Los Angeles especially... Uh, people there are so aggressive about being Persian because uh, there's a huge Persian community there. And I remember being at a bar with one of my friends who happened to be Persian and then two guys who were just American. And these women came up to us and they're like, "What? who are you guys? Who do you think you are? <laughs> like, we're like, we're not even like, because it was most, it was, a, it was, it ended up being, we didn't realize it, but it was a Persian uh, 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 promoter at this bar. And everybody was Persian. I looked around. I was like, oh, I didn't even notice this. And my friend's like, yes, weird. I'm like, now you know how I feel at River North. Like, so. <laughs> well, and what's funny is I joke that I'm too white to be Persian and too Persian to be white. Yeah, we're so stuck I'm in the middle. So I'm somewhere in the middle. Yeah. And for me, you know, they a lot of times I took Persian off of the apps, like off of the uh, app that I was on, because guys tended to have a type and uh-huh. I don't fit that bill. Oh, they, guys up, who like Middle East. Yeah, I yeah, see what you're saying. Yeah, and I grew up, you know, I'm Catholic by religion, even though my dad is not, which upsets a lot of Persian guys too. And then, <laughs> um, and then, you know, there's there's that whole like, so I'm half obviously, and then they had this expectation of me that I just didn't have. Like yeah. I grew up with my white mom primarily. Did did I still get a lot of Persian culture? Yes. But am I all these stereotypes that exist? No. Yeah. Like I, I was born and raised in Texas. Like, I, I don't know. Like, right. Well, in Houston, there is deal. a big, there is a big. Persian there is in Houston there. where I live for only two years. Yeah. But like my dad's in Tehranjalis and stuff. There's always that. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so I, I am Persian, but I'm just not, I don't, it's I don't not, it fall define, into that category. Sure. Like, I, yes, there is gold stuff in my house and I wear a lot of gold, but I'm not, you know, there's this like, I hear a lot of women in LA say, oh yeah, Persian girls are known for being really materialistic and they settle them in their thirties. And I'm like, yeah, I, I got married at 25 and I'm wearing the same jeans that I've had for like three years right now. I don't, I don't fall into that category. Yeah. So it's weird. I had to take it off the dating apps because I noticed that guys like were disappointed when I wasn't like Persian enough for them or something. Yeah. And I'm like, this is this is awkward. That's how it is. That's how LA is. And that's a big fear of mine moving there. Even the- here. Really? Yeah. There were guys who like, I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm not Persian enough for you. So, yeah, there's cool. not. Persians are very ethnocentric. It's really bizarre. Oh, well, I was worried a- about it when I went to Harvard. Yeah. 
I spoke at the Harvard Iranian Summit oh, that's recently, right. and I actually the first question I asked was, "Listen, like my parents are divorced. I grew up in my mom's house primarily. Am I Persian enough?" <laughs> And she was like, yes, you're Persian enough. She's like, the fact that you even had to ask is hilarious. Oh, boy. But you just don't know necessarily. Are you Persian enough? That's the question. That's going to be the... I'm going to start saying that. I'm like, if someone come, does that to me again at a bar in LA, I'm, like, I'm sorry, I'm not Persian I'm not enough. Persian Please enough leave me alone. for you. Yeah, sorry. Layla, we I are... I feel left out. <laughs> <laughs> Nip, welcome to our world. I know. Uh, we are out of time, Layla. Where can people find out more about you um, on online and everywhere? I know, because you just heard me at my, at my awkward self. So if you want to hear me actually do things I'm used to doing, which is sports television and radio, at uh, Layla Rahimi on Twitter. So just L-E-I-L-A, Layla, and then Rahimi, my last name. That is also on Instagram. And... Uh, I have a Facebook, Layla Rahimi Media, but it's just mostly like recycled Instagram stuff. NBC Sports Chicago is yes. where I hang. So White Sox pre and post game shows, baseball night in Chicago, sports talk live, and the rush are my main duties. So that's it. Thank you so much, Layla, for coming that's on. It. That's, that's it. it. Just yeah. <laughs> just every just channel known to kind. I yeah. am Girl Friday. You can find me wherever. <laughs> thanks, Layla, for coming on. Excellent. And thanks, Patty Vasquez, for joining us. I mostly listened. This was fascinating. It was fun. And thank you all for I listening. No, no, no. It was if, a lot of stuff. Sorry. That's your job. You're you're supposed to be the guest. That's your, You're supposed to be the one that talks to this one. Okay. You're not used yeah. to that. Yeah. And then I'm just like, I don't know what I'm doing in my life. But <laughs> hey, job. <laughs> Thank you all for listening, and uh, please check us out, review us, subscribe to everything, check out our sponsors, and, and ask us any questions you have as well.